You know I still believe it You and me Cause every night I go to sleep Go to sleep I can see it like a movie in my Playing this uh, in Hollywood, Mike? No. No? No? Why not? It's got Meek on Song. I was thinking about replacing Dreams and Nightmares with this one. <laughs> Just build up. Yeah. Just trying to piss people off. Follow your dreams, not your addictions. I still haven't heard this track all the way They try to swallow me. I'm argue. Holy Grail. That's had exactly. An epic this intro. is it. This is the song. This is, that's the song that I exactly thought of. Wasn't that Justin's song? But but was was it Jay Z's song? Was it Jay Z's? My man had 32 bars off the rip. Like whose song was it? Come on, man. I'm just, I'm just telling you what the title said. It might be Justin's song here too. I'm just saying that's what the title said. Nothing wrong with it. You can make the same argument about tap. Is that really Nav? Song is definitely not Nav's song. Exactly. Right. Never think of Nav. I don't even I don't, think I let I Nav have, get off the cook. I have never seen a DJ play Nav's verse ever. <laughs> Does Nav, Nav has a verse? <laughs> ever. Oh ever. boy. And that shit. Like it's meek shit. The crowd goes crazy, and then song's over. Like yeah. leave the hook. Double and, and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. And we're out. Oh my god. I want to say when he says Uno dos Trejo. I want to say like Uno Danny Trejo, so like that's Danny Tre- <laughs> Trejo's tacos. Yeah, Uno Danny Trejo. <laughs> Trejo's donuts. Say ho. That's a conversation that we should have. Like when features are bigger than that, the actual artists. Of yeah. The, yeah. Of the Let's song. come with some examples. Yeah. We'll I can think that. of you right yeah. off the top. <laughs> off top. <laughs> off off the tina. <laughs> yeah. Yo yo yo! Welcome back to the Mickey D's podcast, yes, episode thirty three. Scotty Pippen. Nah. Patrick Ewing, baby. Grant Hill. I'll give Scotty. you Patrick Ewing. Uh, we're fresh <laughs> off of uh, the episode Thanks I Dose 32 with Charlie Sloth. Man, yes. what a convo. Oh, Man. yeah. If you guys haven't seen it or heard it, heard it. <laughs> go and do yourself a favor. And go listen to it's it. It's a must listen, man. The yeah, man absolutely. Said uh, he had his own fire in the booth. Man, he had bars. Yeah, he and, and he's got bars. No, no, literally, he's got bars. Yeah. No, literally. <laughs> and he's got a bar fully stocked with his vodka. Charlie, don't think we didn't forget that you invited us to go DJ. Yeah, I got to oh, shoot yeah. Phenom an email. Yeah, we're going to talk about shit, that. Shit, Phenom broke that shit up. <laughs> Phenom and Prospect, we're coming for you. We're, we're coming. coming. We're going out to the UK. We're on our way. Play. Let us know. We actually have a lot to talk about, but before we get into all that, uh, we are hosting our first link up, right? Yep. Yeah. In yep. Boston. Shout out to uh, Big Night Entertainment. Um, shout out to Randy, DJ Costa, Vinny Vibe, all those guys. Um, yes, sir. So, yeah. So, what we're doing as a Mickey D's pod, we're actually going out. Uh, we're going to be in Connecticut at the Foxwood Casino on February 25th, which is a Tuesday night. Tuesday. It should be a Tuesday night. And um, A-Track is performing at Shrine, which is their industry um, EDM-ish kind of night. Um, and uh, there will be a link up there. We yeah. will be in attendance. We're not technically. We're hanging out. We're hanging out. We're not hosting. But there will be bites. There will be alcohol. So we want the community to come out to this venue. 
Um, Come see Danger Zone drink. Drink. That's what I'm saying. Come see me drink water. <laughs> Mickey and I will probably be fucked up. But yep. you know. yeah. Oh yeah. And, and our rooms are promise. within the hotel, so that's just. Oh, I can oh. Come on, man. I got you. Oh, I'll carry you guys. Shit. No, yeah. Easy. Joe easy. Has carried me plenty of times. You literally have to walk like 20 feet to the from the club to the uh, uh, what you call it? elevator. Me and Rel. Me and Rel had Rel and that that energy. Yeah. Uh, when when they had that link up in Vegas, oh for, yeah, for road, oh yeah. So yeah, now we get two good. days of that. Yeah, and Sean's gonna be with us. Okay. Oh, okay. Lord. let's Me stay focused. Let's time. stay focused. Okay. And that's just Tuesday. Let's get it. <laughs> that's just Tuesday. <laughs> Wednesday, we will be uh, moving on up to Boston. Yes, where yes, we will host the link up at Empire Restaurant in Seaport, which is right around the corner from the Grand. Yeah. Uh, we will be hosting. We will be doing a live pod in a separate room. So we're going to be pulling a handful of guys in and out. Um, Randy said he's down to do his own episode. We're going to get his thoughts on bookings and Big Night Live and all that. Tight. Um, there will be. That's an incredible, incredible uh, restaurant. So there will be some good light bites there. Um, and then after that, we'll be at the Grand. Mickey will will be co-headlining. Co-headlining. A track. It's twenty twenty. And. Um, and so they will be holding down the new hip hop night at the Grand uh, on that Wednesday. Um, I am just thoroughly excited for all the DJs, uh, for as many DJs as possible to come out to this link up, especially the one that we're hosting. Boston has the Grand is a dope venue, Empire is a dope restaurant. And I know there are so many guys out there and that are within driving range. You know, New York's not that far, um, a, lot of, a lot of cities and states. Are, are near Boston. So I know a lot of guys are going to drive in. Um, shout out to Jason Weiss and Montone. They're flying in for that, and they uh, run shit out in Philly. That's what's up. And I'm trying to get Butch. I was talking about Playhouse. I was trying to recruit him to come on the trip. Trying to get an LA, LA native to come to Boston. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was talking to VTech about it. I said, it's worth it. You know, to if you want to invest, if you want to level up, if you want to get out and meet other DJs and meet other bookers and players, like, this is the way to go with the link up. I mean, this is... Look, the best way if you're a DJ, you're always talking about leveling up. Just that's come. it. Just come. Just Bring your up. ass. Yeah. Sh- like, come, talk it up, shake hands, whatever. Like, and where are you good? Because if I could get in, anyone could get in. Yeah, exactly. But make sure to come connect with us. Don't be shy. Last time we were at a link up, people would DM me later. They said, like, oh, like, yo, nice to see you. But, you know, they didn't come and say hi. Nah. Come say what's yeah. up. Come chop it up with us. We'll be at the link up the entire time. And, uh, you know, if we pick you uh, to come talk, chop it up, give, maybe give us some, some feedback on the pod. Absolutely. Uh, or yeah. the Mickey D show, feel free. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got nothing else to say about that. Just I'm I'm just thoroughly excited Let's for go. that event. Pull up. And honestly, do it before we blow up because we got big things coming. Yeah, big things. Big things. Are we that guys right now? Oh, we just wait. No, just we're wait humble now. It. We're humble now? No, we're humble but, now. But we're, but we're preparing them for it. Like, oh, y'all don't know what I got We'll marinate the ego. Yeah, y'all, y'all don't know what we got in store. We got something coming. We sound like those guys. I mean, but they don't know if we got something in store. We do. We don't. What we do have in store is a link up, so make sure you're there. Fellas, how we doing, man? It's man, been uh, great. not too long, Yeah, but we're fresh off of the Mickey D's show. Yep. Ooh, yeah. And what a show it was. Indeed it was. Yeah. Um, make sure you guys go check that out. We had Rod, Rob Swift. And uh, Mr. Sinister, known, and they go by the Odd Couple. The odd Couple. And wow. Um, formerly, uh, well, not formerly, X-Men. X-Men. Executioners. Executioners, yeah. Like, just, I mean, what a way to kick the season off. Can we fanboy out a little bit now? Let's do uh, it. Now it's Man. over? Listen, 
They were looking at us like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah, on, whatever, come on, get it out of your system. Yeah. All right, let's let's get down to the questions. But they they really were like like appreciative. They were super absolutely. I mean, they're man, the nicest guys ever, and they were grateful to be uh, on the show and to on on our side. You know, I, I guess I can only speak for myself, but I was man, I was like man. I looked at Danger like we had a moment. I was like, bro, yeah. never in my life watching scratch documentaries, yeah. the DVDs, the different you know battles. Like, did I think we'd have Rob Swift, yeah. Mister Sinister, Chorus, Rest in Peace, Rock Raider, yeah. like huge inspirations to our early uh, DJ careers, and you know, of course, uh, the, there was just a skill set that uh, kind of separated us from our goals. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We had a mind, man. Yeah, we we also had a moment, a scratch moment with you. Can you explain um, how Mister Sinister stole your? Oh man, he was doing. And I I wish I was trying to see if he was gonna do it again. I was gonna do it on video. This he was nigga. doing these one click orbits, and he was like, you know, it was, it was he was doing it for like ten minutes straight. And I was like, look at Mister Sinister try, stealing my moves of me trying to steal his moves. <laughs> <laughs> this, what you say? He sounds like what I want to sound like. He's just, what, this he is sounds where, like what I want to uh, sound uh, like, like when I try to sound like him. Exactly. Right. Sound like that. Yeah. Beautiful. That was yeah. a moment. Oh man. But what a great show! Make sure you guys can go back to the Facebook. It should be up. By DJ now. City Facebook, be I believe. Yep. Uh, Over 145 shares by the crazy. end of the show on Facebook. Yeah. yeah while while they were live. And we appreciate you guys. I mean, a lot of the OG listeners and, and viewers of the show and supporters, yeah. uh, we're back, baby. Make we're back, and, and we're making moves, man. We yeah. we had a meeting with Phenom. Uh, I don't know if we want to get too much into that right now, but it was, you know, we productive. We, we, it was very productive. Phenom is, you know, definitely on our side. Not that he's on, not on anybody else's side on this team, but yeah, man. It, or it that was, nobody on the team is not against us, but sure. All right, but um. <laughs> No, no, sure. Um shit. Uh, so no, it was it was yesterday was a very uh, productive day. Um weekends, well. Uh, weekend? We, we, weekend? We, last couple weekends. Yeah, anything listen. happened significant in the last uh, couple weekends? Bro, Super Bowl weekend? We didn't get into all, it. It was all a blur. Yeah, yeah. Super Bowl weekend. We didn't, we didn't Did you DJ anywhere? Did you? I was at 82 Lounge after the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's right. But it was slow, man. You know, yeah. I mean, I was actually, I actually did uh, someone a favor. And because they were like, yo, would you mind doing it? They, they want someone yeah. that's kind of, you know, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll go down there and do it. Um, but we, I expected to be slow. Ain't nobody going to go play games after watching the game. Yeah. So it's not a niner heavy LA. Yeah. Mm. And that's what I said. Cause he he had asked me, he was like, Who do you got? And I said, I said, the the business side of me would like to see the 49ers win because it would be great for Cali to catch a W right now. Like they just they just need Cali just needs a W, regardless if it's San Francisco, LA, whatever. Yeah. Um but I said the sports fan of me and the realist of me knows that the Chiefs are the better team. So I I think they're going to win. I just yeah. would be like to see it. So Real quick, you ever see that a side-by-side picture of Patrick Mahomes and Steph Curry with his daughter? Nah. They said remember 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 when uh Patrick Mahomes was 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 Riley Curry? Wow. Don't don't you feel old? Wow. <laughs> what? Wow. All right, go ahead. Wow. Um, yeah, so did 82 Lounge this week. This past weekend, just did some um, some private gig shit uh, for a couple of days. Um, 
to the point where I missed my man set at fucking Playhouse. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, pretty much. And then, mm-hmm. the, like you said, Mickey D's show last <clears throat> night was amazing. It was dope. Um, I was appreciative. Like I said, executioners are... They, I always looked at the executioners as the East Coast version of the B-Junkies. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, those were the cats that I grew Thanks. up when I was starting to get into DJing a little bit. Those are the cats that I got into. And then... Um, <clears throat> It just got crazy because I told you about the name story with me and Rock Raider or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I was thought I shared that story with uh Rob Swift and I was he was like, yo, that's insane. Yeah. Like I showed him my ID and everything. Um, but yeah, it was uh it was a cool weekend. Relax, still doing wedding shit. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to take a moment and I said this on the show, but you brought up them being the B junkies of the of the uh West or of the East. Yeah, of the East, yeah. The amount of talent in the '90s for DJs. Oh my god! I still can't get over it. I'm, oh ten, I'm, I'm ten plus years into DJing. The amount of talent, a track, crazed, beat junkies, uh, scratch pickles, uh, executioners, and obviously Cuba is a part of the pickles. And like, holy shit, man! <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, and I remember talking to Sprite <clears throat> about his old battle routines, and he said. Everything that you can think of has already been done. Yeah. yeah. At this point, you're just re you're just rearranging what has already been done. If you're a battle DJ, they were like the early 2000s dunk contests. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. What other tricks were there really? Yeah. You could say that about every industry, right? I think nowadays, whether it's sports, it's fashion, music, everything is being recycled. Yeah. yeah. True. Um, I'll jump in with my weekend since yours is more fresher than okay. um because I want to go back to my Super Bowl weekend. Um, so I did, uh, Atlantic City, uh, Dare, which is a, a fun spot. Um, uh, one of the newer venues out there, um, had a great time. I got to play. Now I understand we get to play dreams and nightmares for like a, a hip hop crowd or, or even a Latin crowd or a mixed crowd. I felt like I was playing dreams and nightmares for a group of white people <laughs> and that shit went off because really? Atlantic City is like an hour from yeah. Philly, hour and a half. So. <laughs> And I asked the book before, I was like, yo, can, because I know a lot of clubs frown upon this shit. Can, can I drop dreams and nightmares? She's like, absolutely. I hope you do. Yeah. All right. So went with that. And that was a fun night. Then I went to the Grand the next day. And um, originally, I was supposed to be the headliner on this night. But then um, some guy by the name of Roddy Rich bumped me. <laughs> some guy. Some more, I heard more. of that guy. <laughs> yeah, he, you know. He sold He's a few high. records. So, so this is this is a crazy. He might have been story. one of our music picks almost a year ago. Yeah. Oh, a year ago. <laughs> um, this, crazy story. So this guy was booked as I want to. I'm probably wrong about this, but the House of Blues in Boston. He had a show. And this is in, this is in between the Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. He had a show on a Friday. Then he was going to go to the Super Bowl to do to do eleven on Miami. And Jesus. then come back on Monday to do the second show in Boston, okay? Gotcha. When they booked the show three, four months out, they weren't anticipating the number one album of, uh, you know, right. Billboard. Yeah. Right. Especially beating out a random a Bieber pop-up solo, a single, you know? Right. So, uh, I believe that venue contacted Randy over at um, Big Night Live, which is the newer live entertainment venue that's connected to the garden about 10 minutes from the grand it's right it's right in the middle of where all the uh, madness is out there and um reached out to randy randy said yeah because we have double the capacity 
uh, or general admission areas bigger, and we have 40-plus tables right. in this venue. So they took it, and um, it was just there was just too many people wanting to come out for the show. So when this happened, my, my set was on a Saturday at the Grand. All this was blasted either Wednesday or Thursday. Big Night Live with Roddy Rich sold out within two days. Mm-hmm. All the tables sold out within two days. These table buyers, I don't think, I like to think a majority of them weren't originally going to the House of Blues or whatever it was. Yeah. Because right. that other venue was more of a GA venue. Right. So you got 40 plus tables and I'm, and I'm there, I'm watching this show. I wanted to see him before I went to go open or co-headline, co-headline. With co-headline. Him. co-headline. That's, the um, that's what right. we're doing. That's what we're doing here on 2020. Everyone's co-headline. co-headline. So I'm looking around and not just looking around during the box and balling, but even Big Step or, or less popular songs. Mm-hmm. Everybody's singing. Like these aren't dudes just stunning just to stun because this is the place to be. Everybody in that fucking venue was singing the words to every song. And I was just blown away. You were like, surprised I, by that? Boston, yeah. This, this <laughs> is in New York. Racist. No, it has nothing to do with race. Yeah, but yeah, we're, yeah. It, yeah, he'd be, you'd expect it in New York. A bigger, a, you know, I understand you can ch- chalk up Boston as a big city. But you, when you think big city, you think uh, Chicago, L.A. New York. Maybe even San Fran, New yeah. York, Miami. Right. Okay? <clears throat> but... I've been saying Boston is a very underrated city and they have a lot of money. It's just it's just a matter of those big night live venues or big night entertainment venues, you know, getting those them getting their venues, you know, spread out around the country, letting people know we're we're fucking here, you know. Yeah. So I was surprised by all that. And then and I think originally Esco was supposed to do that that, that big night live before yeah. Roddy. So they move Esco to uh, to uh, the Grand. Right. So I got done at twelve thirty. Um, oh, shout out to the open. I real quick, I'm gonna shout out the openers. Um, actually, I'll get in the Montone opening for me at Atlantic City because he did something that was really cool. But Saluna opened up for me at the Grand, and she did a great job. Co-headlined. Co-head. She co-headlined with me. Right. Right. Um, no, she she she. I've heard her before. Open. She's really dope. Um, so so Esco I get done at 12.30 and Esco goes on and then Roddy goes on like at 1.30 and the place is slammed okay so here's another crazy thing that speaks to Roddy's current legendary status the grand I'm not gonna throw out numbers but they set a record this past New Year's Eve for most bottle sales on New Year's Eve on New Year's Eve okay and you would expect that everyone makes their most money on New Year's Eve absolutely Within again, within two days, they uh, and they they within two days of bringing um, Roddy to the Grand, they broke their New Year's Eve record in selling bottles. Okay, um, so all that just, just crazy how fascinates that. me. Um, so I I had a great time. It was dope to do a little bit of an opening set, and just to get the people going. I played some a little bit of familiar house music. Funky, you know, because I'm figuring they're going to hear hip-hop from here on out. Let me mix it up. Do something a little different. Um, then I stayed an extra day to watch a Super Bowl at the Big Night Live venues or Big Night Entertainment venues, and it was dope. But I want to go back to what Monotone did um, over at Dare. And so when he opened for me, 
the the crowd was um just sizzling. Mm-hmm. They're there, they're present, they're not going crazy, they're just they're, they're simmering, right? And then about 15 minutes before I go on, he goes up to a TJR bounce track. It probably was bounce. And when he did that, I poked my head up. I'm like, oh, I see what he's trying to do. So people are throwing their hands up, and I see action happening. I'm like, okay, this is, this is telling. This lets me know this crowd is cool with this. Right. Because the last time I did Dare, mm-hmm. it was an all-hip-hop crowd. They say, look, if you want to get booked here again, keep it simple and just play fucking hip-hop. Like, you know, throw in some familiar remixes, uh, hip-hop remixes or whatever. Don't go too far left with it. But uh, but keep it familiar. So I'm thinking that same game plan mm-hmm. coming back. But then when I saw Montone do that, I was like, all right. Same, now I know where I can Same go. night of the week? Friday night. When I did it the first time, it yeah. was a Sunday night, which is industry. It's probably people that don't want to hear EDM yeah, anymore because yeah, yeah. they yeah. So heard different it from, day of the week. For sure. So, so um, Montone does that in about... And then he gets into some, uh, I want to say it was hip. I might have this flip flop, but he gets into hip hop and I say, yo, the last two songs, can you play like um, Latin? I just want to see where it goes. So he does it and all right, cool. I know where I can go, where I got to go. So I wanted to point that out. And it was a, it was a great opening set. It couldn't have been better to set up the, the headliner. But I really want to point out that EDM moment because that gave me an idea of where the crowd's going to be. If they, if they didn't put their hands up real crazy, I would have started out with something different. I would have started right. out with something hip-hop. But typically, when you do these types of venues, especially casino venues, you want to hit them up with something up-tempo that's familiar, not some obscure Tiesto shit or Oliver Heldon. Um, you want to give them something familiar. In fact, thinking about it as I'm talking... I was going to start out with hip-hop because of the previous booking. But when I saw that, I said, no, I'm going to go this way. A couple songs, and I'm going to come back down. Um, so, yeah, that was my weekend over there. Then the following weekend, I um, I just stepped out and watched you at Playhouse. Yeah? Yeah. Good time. Let me, uh, let me ask before you, yeah. before you go on. Let me ask you this. Do you think, um, <clears throat> do you think Boston brought in cats like Esco and, and Roddy to make that statement? Like, our city is like our city's here, like to kind of make some noise in their city. Cause like you said, major cities, most of the people say when you say major cities, it's you know, LA, yeah. New York, Chicago, Miami. Well, this is nothing new for the grand. Like I, I'm I'm gonna be fully transparent. When I saw I was still doing the shrine or the shrine, I was still doing shrine, but not even in any kind of rotation. Um, I just got back into doing shrine. Cause I had done it two or three other times before that in the last Eight years, okay? Um, but I saw the Grand get announced, and I saw Tiesto, Drake. Um, I saw other super big names. And I was like, fuck, man. I don't know. If, like, I didn't even consider hitting up Randy. Yo, I want to get put on. Because yeah. I saw who they were bringing. And then after that, Travis Scott. You know, like, And then I got put on. And then I go out a, a day early before Sack Noel does uh, their industry night at the Grand, and I see Travis Scott. So it's no surprise to me that they would have a big name, but they're just not... You You probably won't see, um, I don't know, like at this point, like an up-and-coming artist that's buzzing. Like that a has Baby a, King. Like a hit. Like a Baby King. Someone like that, you're probably not going to see them mm. at 
the grand. Right. And then on top of that, Roddy's gonna go somewhere and party. No one in no one in Boston can afford him. So at this point, it's just a matter of does Roddy want to make money or does he just want to go chill at a at a hip hop club? Yeah. Granted, if he goes to the Grand, they're gonna give him a hip hop DJ. Mm. When Travis Scott did uh, the Grand, they brought in Spade. Yeah, Spade yeah, from the New East York. Coast. They yeah. brought him in. In fact, I want to say it was a it was like a chess move where they saw it out in the distance. Travis Scott's gonna be out here. You know, let's bring in someone familiar, and then we'll slowly bring in Travis. Yeah. And then Chase B got put on the bill, and then Travis Scott got added got to you. the bill. Um. So, yeah, they're 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 figuring out a way to make their presence announced and felt. But you know, they're gonna go about it the way they the want to go, go about, about it. it. They're yeah, not just absolutely. gonna bring in. Cool. I mean, that's good. Like you said, you were surprised that the people in the city of Boston were responding to his music. Yeah. Just kind of looking at it, like being surprised that Boston would even bring uh, artists of that caliber out, you know what I mean, who is not a Tiesto or a Drake even. You know yeah. I mean? You know what I'm saying? But cool. Mike, Playhouse, how was it? Playhouse. Uh, well, real quick, before the week before that, which was the Super Bowl weekend, uh, shout out to Butch, DJ Butch, who mm. he, he uh, has this spot that uh, he's helping uh, push in Koreatown. Place was a numbers bar, actually. Now yeah. that I remember the name. Um, super dope environment, great food, and dope. like Niner. It felt like Niner gang, oh, gang, of gang. Course. And uh, so that was fun to watch that as I, I was uh, trying to, you know, root on the the Chiefs uh, yeah. quietly. Yeah, you use a lone wolf in there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, but Butch made some money on the on the win, um, mm. and so did one of the uh, other homies. But um, so I was there, and then I did Prohibition the week before, or the the Friday before. Uh, shout out to Darren, all the guys over there. It was a yeah. good time uh, with a nice open format room. But uh, yeah, so Playhouse was this past Friday, um, and it was uh, fun to say the least. Uh, went in there, and, and Joe has more of like a you know eye in the sky experience than than I did. You know, the stage is always a kind of a coin flip on like what the energy is going to be on stage, yeah, and um. Shout out to Memphis. I like to give him a lot of shit, and I'm gonna show him some love. Uh, but you know, he's he the man is is passionate about his job and his position, and uh, we've learned to to be really good friends uh, <laughs> after some bumpy bumpy starts. But but he's a good dude. Shout out to my man Tyrone also. Yeah. And uh, but that night, the reason why it was so intriguing was um, we had sincere host uh, the night, and sincere is is uh, also a very passionate dude and you know, like, he's got a lot That's of a nice energy, way to put it you yeah. know and uh good good dude i mean the man uh definitely loves the spotlight and knows how to make his presence felt in, in many ways and Welcome the reason the i bring it bring it up is uh before he came in um which felt like one ish um i was trying to just find where i can kind of go with it and i think what always feels like home there is like that like Bay Area, Kamaya, but also like LA, RJ. Yeah. Like just like hip hop, like yeah. 90, 100 BPM shit, right? I can tell from 1230 to one, you were like trying to figure it out. Feeling it out, trying to see where where the rest of the night's going to go, right? And so I was like kind of running through some stuff um, from where I got left off and to where eventually what felt like, all right, cool, now let's get into it, yeah. right? 
mm-hmm. and um, a little foreplay, right? Mm-hmm. And so once we got into it, um, it was there, I felt. Mm-hmm. And then there was a very interesting moment that happened that Joe didn't even, wasn't aware of until I told him later. But, and I don't think a lot of the people in the crowd even knew. So um, I get to the point where I'm building up, building up, building up. And I'm like, you know what? Life is good is going to be that record. I think, like, let me get to that point. And so when I got to that point, while the record's playing, uh, I think I, I, like, I teased the future part and then brought it to the top with Sincere, like, really reintroduced it. And then I think he had so much energy, and he didn't realize this. He turns around and kicks my laptop off the stand. And it falls six feet. Mm-hmm. Into the bottom of the stage, mm-hmm. like music cut off. Yes, and so I just see my laptop disappear, and I didn't react. I just looked at him, like the <laughs> hell just happened. Yeah, like, and I'm thinking my laptop is done. I'm, 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 I'm my calling an L. I'm yeah. thinking the screen's over. My night's <laughs> over. Play off the USB. Somebody else to jump on them, right? And is it the womp womp? Damn. So, <laughs> is it the womp 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 womp? womp. <laughs> so I'm thinking it's a rap. And so um, shout out to my man Tyrone. He, he like, man, he went down there. He found my laptop. Damn. Pulled it out. Yeah. That shit was, it, was under, it was underneath the stage, huh? Yeah. And so we, we just plug it right back in. And it's just uh, stuck in like a loading screen. And I'm like, fuck. So then I unplugged the USB because I remember something about like if it's trying to restart and something's plugged in, tries to read whatever that is as a hard drive. Yeah. And so when I unplugged it, because I was trying to do a hard reset, right? Yeah, you have to with so, that yeah, new you laptop. Have to, yeah. Right. My shit's fucking black. Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck. So then like I'm I'm not freaking out. I'm still kind of like chill. But keep in mind, while all of that's going on, there's no music. Yeah. And so I'm trying to tell sincere, like, keep talking well let me tell let me let me interrupt you let me tell you why it's it was it didn't sound that bad because when you when you go to playhouse sometimes sincere will just stop yeah stop the music yeah stop the music and he'll just talk and and i and if you don't know the the culture of playhouse or even just a hollywood um a-list uh venue you know, you're going to be like, what the fuck's going on? But because these people understand w- what he does <coughs> as sincere and how he gets the people going, yeah. he'll stop the music for a minute and just talk and just he'll let the room breathe. Yeah. And he'll be quiet and he'll talk some shit. But everything he says hits. Yeah. Every word, every sentence that comes out hits and sticks with you. Yeah. And then, boom, you get right. back into it. And, you got, and then you got something to drop. Yeah. Off absolutely. Of that, which I, I can read pretty well with him. Uh, the last time I was there, I was with him. I think that's why they brought me back, brought us back together because we had a pretty solid night. And so um, I, I'm going to take the compliment that it was unnoticeable, right? Because mm-hmm. ultimately what ended up happening was um, Tyrone hits me. He's like, yo, do you want to play PETA or you want to play the box? And I'm like, play PETA because I'm going to come back in with the box because that's the only way I can think of like resetting the energy. Yeah. Going back. Back into where we left off. Yeah. And then continuing the night, right? Yeah. Assuming my laptop turns back on. Yeah. So then unplugged the laptop from the USB, did a hard reset, it turned off, turned back on, and uh got back up within 45 seconds. And and then the box. Yeah. Right? Like Dope. cut it off the box, bring in the energy, and then after that, like energy was high, you know, the you know, 
Dreams and Nightmares, Finito, uh, all the other regular hit records. And then I got into this mode with like, like playing for women, right? Which is initially like, I'm not even saying like, that's not what I'm used to, but in that room, you get, it's tricky how you do that. Yeah. And so at that point, I'm going to argue that even a record like High Fashion or Slide um, by her, mm-hmm. records like that, that just gets women to sing along with their crew and get it on the gram. Because the, the, later yeah. on in that night, you know, I, I went through some of the promoters' videos and I went and I didn't feel as much energy on stage because all the energy was coming from Sincere and like the crew. He had a bunch of girls on stage and that was kind of like clouding my vision. Mm. <laughs> but I saw a lot of videos and there was just really some like cool moments happening in certain places. Um, I'll, I'll, be, was, I'll be honest with you. Um, the biggest moments of the night was when you played your block of throwback 2000 songs. And before that was snap. her. Yeah, yes. the snap stuff. And before that was her. Yeah. Um, that, I didn't see any bottles come out, but it was also later on the night. So people were probably done spending. But that, to me, was the best part. It was bigger than balling. It was bigger yeah. than the box. Yeah. Which is telling because that makes me think that that furthers my point and someone and others' points of that older music coming back. And obviously you there's a time and place to play within your set. But if I can if I can get by I I mean you or just any DJ that does right. Playhouse, if I can get these people to move, which is arguably the most stubborn crowd in America. Yeah. Um, if I because no no from twelve thirty to one it's it's, it's you don't know exactly where to go if yeah. there if it's not like from twelve thirty one you were I can tell you're playing I like by Chica and you're playing out west by well hold on I like was strictly because he was there buying the mm, buying the table mm, that's the okay. only reason and I had okay. to play that record twice you, that night and you, you let two verses right I was like well yeah because so so I didn't know that but I'm. Of course, I'm thinking like, all right, he's really trying some shit out. and I'm Trying to break a record. <laughs> and, and not to continue to get further from my yeah, point, yeah. but I was yeah. talking to Butch um, about just 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 how the, 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 the scene and what's working, what's not. He said, it's crazy, man. Like early in the night, he said, if you play out, out West by Jack Boys here, People won't respond, but if you played at Hyde on a Thursday, it's one of the biggest songs of the yep. night. That's yeah, just same thing with uh, Derriere on Fridays. Like, yeah, yeah. And and my and I was talking. I said, end of the day, you can slice the pie however you want. End of the day, a Friday and Saturday crowd is more of a familiar music crowd. Yeah. Okay. No, whether it's hip hop, EDM, whatever. Weekend Warriors. You you can you know with certain crowds you can go a little bit deeper in your hip hop crates to do yeah. that. So you played it. Like twelve forty, twelve thirty-seven with fifteen seconds. <laughs> you played it around that time, though. Yeah, I was making notes in my head. No, you played around that time, and and the crowd just wasn't into not not in. Let me refer. They weren't. It's not that they weren't it's into not it. The, they were yes, just still getting settled and just going through the motions of whatever you do from twelve thirty to one. Yeah. Um. But back to my point of bringing back that old school shit. Yeah, that was to me the best part of the night where everyone was saying you had Brandon on demand. Standing on him. I know when he stands on his own table, he's feeling really good. He's soft. <laughs> yeah. That's the sign. One of the yeah. signs. He was on his own table, yeah. and he was singing to the Her songs, yeah. uh, the Her slide joint. So, yeah. I mean, man, wait till we get on play. 
right. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. That was my whole point about the the older stuff working. And, um, and it's yeah. funny you say that because I I had this conversation literally with Rel because the first time I did that set recent, like I hadn't done that set in a long time. Like we're almost to a point where like it's so funny because we'll get into organization a little bit, but um, I had that like snap hyphy crunk mm-hmm. crate in my hard drive, but not in my Serato for whatever reason when I dragged everything over because it's a subcrate to another crate, right? And so when I finally dragged that over was when I played Sidebar. And that was the first time I really, like, ran through that. Yeah. And then I always looked at um, Some Cut and Best in the World as a pivot moment. Some Some Cut, arguably top five songs of the night. And so, and I felt like, to me, uh, because it's, uh, best in the world and then i played her mm-hmm. um to me it's a pivot moment where it's like okay can i go more current or do i stay here and so it's like a fork in the road and um it's funny i, I was explaining this to somebody else earlier and they thought that wow you guys think about it this heavily like yes yeah huh? Nikki. <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is what determines what picture you're painting and that night again like it was one of those nights where it's like yeah i needed 30 minutes to test everything and see where we're going. Like, is the East Coast shit going to work at all? People want to hear it. Like, I also, like, I snuck in some stuff, like, and this is behind the scenes, but I text a good, good amount of the staff, bartenders, uh, servers, uh, promoters, like, yo, is there anything specific you want to hear tonight? And some of those things, like, out West, like, wasn't sure, but uh, somebody asked for it, so I snuck it in there. Mm. You know, the the... What's that other UK record I played? Stormzy. Like, I played... I looked at Butch and said, is he playing Stormzy right now? <laughs> yeah. But there's not, there was nothing wrong with the question. It was just like, he's really playing Stormzy right now. Yeah, and so I snuck it in because to me, it also creates moments for other people around. Yeah. And it's Well, there like, was that group from Africa. Or no, I'm sorry, Jamaica. Uh-huh. You had the group from Jamaica, and those cats, they fuck with, like, that UK, UK yeah, hip-hop yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. And so, like, you know, everybody's going to have their moments. And I think it was just one of those nights where it's like, ultimately, I got a lot of great feedback. But to me, what's more precious and valuable is, like, hearing your point of view because you have a, you have that ear, like, the professional ear. Yeah. Same with Butch. I had a whole text conversation with him earlier today. Like, yo, like, what'd you think? And because I'm playing Argyle for him coming up. And I want to know, like, all right, cool. What is, how does it translate at your other venues or whatever, you know? Yeah, he was saying Argyle's not as tough because he's it's more not as tough man. as um it's a mixed crowd, so you, yeah. you can you can be a little bit more nothing's lenient. as tough as and not to be and not to be, you know, like continue like beating on the same I don't know what the term is, but to keep going on on Playhouse, right? Because we talk about it so much, but we, it is kind of a home base for all of us to get yeah. our homework done. Yeah. You know, it's like it is definitely like where we go kind of the trenches, if you will. And um I think it's just one of those venues when when you get to play it, it just really gives you that firsthand experience of like, once you go out anywhere else, honestly, it's like yeah. a walk in the park. Yeah, you know. Um, two more things before we get into organization. One, I went to see um, Peso. Shout out to him. Obviously, a very good friend of ours. Um, about a month ago at Playhouse, and it was a little bit of a slower night, and of course, I'm. Paying close attention to every song he's playing, what time he's playing it. I'm I'm trying to justify why he would do this, and not that I question anything he did. Yeah, like I love, I thoroughly enjoy going to a club and breaking a DJ set down and 
in my head answering why he did it at this time. Yeah. Um, so I noticed, like, typically you would play Dreams and Nightmares around 115 and Playhouse, but he played it around somewhere between 1245 and 1. And, and I told him about that, and I asked him, um, and he said, I only played it that early because I, I kind of had a cheat code. I knew where the bottle sales were. Mm. So I wanted to get more bottles pushed out earlier yeah because you figure if you have two possibly three waves at yeah. one of bottles at one table and you haven't tapped into that second wave yet yeah or or that first wave even yeah. you know or gone through that first wave you know and the numbers are a little low so i that was fascinating to me because i'm thinking what if we all if if that's what the focus is if we're you know maybe not as heavy as heavily um heavily invested in the bottle sales like a lot of clubs probably at least they don't look at it like that even though bottles they rely on it yeah but what if we knew where the bottle sales were throughout the night and and you can tell your dj hey it's it's all good with us if you want to go into a little bit deeper hip-hop to get to drive the sales because let's be honest no one's popping bottles to edm shit at, you know at least you're not waiting for that EDM track to pop bottles. You're waiting yeah, if it's for not the venue. Yeah you're, yeah. yeah, you're waiting for more hip hop. Like I did memoir a couple months ago, and when I got into my 70 BPM bag, fucking bottles are flying out, and I was like, oh shit, there they go, yeah. like one after another. And then when I went back to regular stuff, they, you know, uh, the the top 40 stuff, they were done. So I just thought that was interesting. What if we all knew? Like where we are with bottle sales, and you know that could only help us because if you look at the when we have a Mickey War, and every time we have him, bar sales or bottle sales up. Well, there's something about that what he does. That's why we bring him back. Yeah. So what if I knew, you know, or what if Rel knew where the bottle sales were at that point, and he knew where to go because yeah, again, it connects with selling. Yeah, that communication between the venue and the DJ is really important. I've I've been to a couple of venues where like they're literally discussing like the type of alcohol that this client likes and to the like what kind of music they like and I that's been communicated to me. I constantly talk to a lot of hosts and text them beforehand and one thing that was interesting about Friday night was that it was a cold night. It was yeah. cold that night. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there was a, there was three pretty big parties. Um one was an athlete that backed out and moved over their their table to the next night. Yeah. And I wasn't aware of that, but I can see like prime tables that they may have held out for certain people. And then now it's like, okay, no, we need to shift so that the energy can shift back into the room. And so even reading that determines for me, like, like, I don't know if I'm ready to drop jeans and nightmares. If I don't see uh, a main table in front of me, that's not filled up because then now they show up, how am I going to entice them to spend money with the rest of the room? And so that's, that's another thing that, you know, it's like for me, like the set's going to be the set. Like it's going to be you're going to read off energy. You're going to read off what you need to do. But definitely, you know, I would, any other DJ, I would recommend to definitely have that line of communication. If you're in a headline slot or you're on the mic, like I like to even not a lot of people do this. But like if you have a map with like who to shout out, like Avenue is kind of easy because it's smaller. Yeah. And they always have the, the name with the name facing on it. you yeah. before they pivot yeah. to wherever it's going to go. And I'm like, <laughs> like you can't miss that shit. <laughs> you cannot miss that <laughs> yeah. shit. To make sure, 
Like I, I remember I read a sign once off of a reflection of a mirror, <laughs> and I was like, "How do you put that?" Okay, and then you know, "Happy birthday, Susie!" <laughs> like you know, all right, Susan, whatever. So, but it's important to like get those moments because as the as you hype them up, or like you said, if you know where they're from, if I know there's a table from Jamaica, like yo, I'm a, let's go there. Oh yeah, and you you can't miss it when they bring out the Jamaican flag. True, but but at that like a playhouse. You, your head's kind of in your shit. You're not really, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Because no, I, I last time when I spun, I yeah. missed it. You you tapped me, say, "Yo, there's they're from Jamaica. They're popping bottles." Oh, did you play some dance? And ball? that's why, like, that's what's important about all of us. I don't remember. I don't think I did. Anything. When we go out, like, like I'll do that for you or whoever. If I know that there's a spender or an athlete, like yeah. I'll point it out so that you can build off of that, you know. And I think I, I'll never fucking mind that. Like, I any information I can get, yeah, down. So. Yeah, it was a fun night. You guys been noticing like a conversation going on with Twitter and and um, shit. Even our conversation with Phenom last night about um, how you organize your crates. Man, it's a never ending combo. Man. So so we had an episode where we talked about how we kick our sets off, how we organize in regards to right. We didn't get into organizing organizing within the crate. Right? Nah, I don't think we ever did. Okay, yeah. So. Um, Yesterday we had a meeting with Phenom talking about playlists and ha- and properly and just making playlists more to have make the playlists uh, capable of connecting with the DJ. Um, yeah. And then last night, which is actually a week and a day ago, um, <laughs> Joseph Get Right um, says, "I want to know." Basically, he asks, "How do you guys organize your crates? How do you organize your music?" He tags me, conflict and. We got someone else. Well, his main thing was the iTunes, right? Yeah, he asked, do you guys use iTunes? And all three of us agree we've never used iTunes to organize. We never relied on it. Rel said never, people had crashes and you don't yeah, want to I've always, I've always known and I've when getting on Serato, um, and I think Joe and I were kind of the within our group, we were kind of the last ones to grab Serato yeah. um, at the time. Yeah. And, um, and I even think even at that time, we actually recorded our actual vinyl. Yeah. To put on our Serato as opposed to like just download MP3s. Trust. But anyways, when we got to the point where we were getting MP3s, there was always that issue with, with iTunes. You know, I, mean, I everyone was still using iPods at that time and with iPhone with iTunes always crashing. I was like, yo, I don't wanna, you know, um use that as to where I want to store my music. And I think we, if I'm not mistaken, the three of us were introduced to how to use it with our within our internal hard drive anyways. Yeah. Right? If I'm not mistaken. So it wasn't. Yeah. We didn't get. And when we when we when we received Serato, we weren't introduced to using iTunes as an option to store your music. So I think it, in, I mean, eventually we saw that it was an option, but we never like utilized it or anything. Um, and I've had zero issues <laughs> since. Knock on wood. Um, I, I, that's real wood. Uh, <laughs> I remember a lot of people. Using iTunes, yeah, I do like, too. It like, just seems like one extra step you don't need to do. Yeah, well, or like, many it, extra steps. Yeah, probably. But I think it also for a while there, you're like, I think at some point, all three of us at some point might have thought, like, damn, are we doing it wrong? Because everybody else, like, so many people, were doing that, going that route. And I think, I don't know, I never really had um, a desire or. Uh, like want to switch over yeah i think i've always been comfortable with the hard drive to crate yeah yep you know or so 
let's uh, let's address some things. Yeah, I think for me it was definitely, and another thing was, I used I had an iPod, so I used iTunes for my iPod, and yeah, at the time iPod, at the time we were downloading, or I should say myself, I was downloading a lot of songs with intros, so I was like, I don't want to mix my DJing music with, yeah, you know, my listening music. Yeah. Even if it was the same songs, right? I'm not trying to listen to eight bars of instrumentals before a song fucking comes uh-huh. on, right? So you know, I always wanted to keep that separate, right? Like rub that. That was on. like I don't know if you ever like experienced a short period of time where you was like sometimes your DJ music got you know uh, combined with what you listen to. No, nah, Joe had a zoo. No, oh, I tried. <laughs> So it was always like, what the fuck? How did this song get on here? I'm not trying to listen to eight bars of this shit. So I do remember that. You're always against Apple products for some reason or something like that. Joe's always been against the grain. Yeah, yeah. You're always been like, like, I don't want to do what everybody else is doing, but Joe. Look what everybody else is doing. Why we got to do what everybody else is doing? I want to say, I'm surprised you went on Serato when we got on Serato and you didn't go like... No, you you went to Tractor. You went to Tractor, right? I went to Tractor because Tractor was more advanced at that time. Yeah, but it was too advanced. But then I was like, this is so complicated to... Sort to mix, yeah. The fuck? You like, think I had to? I had to get help to this. Like, fuck this. I just use Yeah. What was the other uh, torque? Torque. Torque. I didn't yeah. Torque was on because I remember Revolution. Revolution. Yeah, was on that. He shit. was on that shit. I mean, shout out to but Ryan. yeah, um, organization in the, inside the crates. Yeah. So I mean, I can, I, I I can go on for a while right now about how I break my shit down. Just give us a brief. Should we expose our crates? I can I can create a screenshot? No, because I don't I don't want <laughs> You got some racist shit in there. No, Hell yeah. No, I just, <laughs> I'm sure you got a in there that says nigger music. <laughs> I got nothing like that. Russ trying to get us canceled. No, I just don't want to like expose exactly like my patterns of, of track. I mean, I, technically we're all kind of playing the same shit, but regardless, so I'll, I'll simplify this as, as best I can without giving you guys a visual. So download music from DJ City, of course, right? Start of course. There. Yes, or Beat Source. Okay. Or Beat Source. Or Beat and Source. So within your music file, you have I have my crates <laughs> and very, you know, specific 80s, house, hip hop. Okay. Yeah. Genres. Genres. Yeah. Genres. Okay. So you have genre. Uh so I load, I drag those tracks into, and it's on the internal hard drive, of course. Yep. Yeah. Then I open up Serato. And I go to my files, and I, um, and then I go to my music crates, and then I, I get to all of them, and I drag. Let's say I go to my hip hop crate, I drag all those songs into my hip hop crate on Serato. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have everything there. Now, with, so everything's there, but I'm not. That's not the crate I'm searching through yeah. when I'm DJing. It's just the home where it lives. My whole thing with DJing is you play specific songs let's just say it's a club i know there are different parties and different ways of doing it and you can cater your sub crates to those parties my whole thing is keep it as simple as possible if i'm if i know i'm gonna play these 10 songs guaranteed i'm gonna have that in one crate so what i do is instead of clicking on bpm and letting them arrange themselves that way or key or um, comments or whatever, I click on the number. So they are within a specific number range and I can mix and move them around. Right? I was going to say, I was going to ask you if you played down the list. Well, no, but I do. So th- this is where it might get a little complicated. I do 
organize them in a BPA, BPM way. Yeah. But they're not in 65, 66, 67. You know what I mean? I organize them in a BPM way, but I take, if I know this 70 BPM track works with this chunk of 65, I put it there. Okay. Because that's so, so I, I, I do in blocks. Okay. So I have from track, let's say we're going by numbers. I have um, track 200 through 215. Okay. Those are my remix, 100 BPM remixes, anything from 100 to 105, right? So a Tatiana remix, uh, a Despacito remix, Taste remix, Pure Water, Danger Edit, of course. Um, all that shit. And they're the specific bootleg styles, right? They're, uh, they're like um, Mumatone remixes, call them. Yeah. I know, see, I know within that from 200 to 215, I can pick and choose any of those tracks and they all work together. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the same track every night in or a specific order every night. I know within that clump, I can pick and choose. And I'm not going to sit there for 15 songs. Yeah. Okay? So I'm going to I'm going to step out after about I'm always trying to be 5 to 10 songs ahead in my prepare folder. Uh after I play that, then I'm going to dip into another BPM range. So I'll scroll down that one crate where I have all my go-to hits for the club. Mm-hmm. I'm going to scroll down to my 60 BPM shit, you know. Um, let's call it Bodak Yellow. I'm going to go there, and then it's like, okay, this is my sing- hip-hop sing-along section, right? If I'm doing a top 40 club. Everyone knows the words to All the Way Turned Up, Antidote, We Dumb Boys, etc. Um, so, you, so you're using the numerical order, and that's what you're putting as your um, your sort feature. Right. And then from there, you're dragging things into that main crate which is hip-hop and then organizing well, well, well it's not just hip-hop it let's just call it i call it hip-hop but let's just call it top 40 it, it's really sure. top 40 okay okay no no edm in that crate right, right 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 okay so anything from 100 to 110 or whatever 100 to 55 but when you drop something a new song in there you're gonna drag it to where you feel like it fits yeah, and this is why I, I drag it to where it fits because when because I, I like to quick mix. I keep it moving. And sometimes a quick mix is four to eight bars. Sometimes it's it's a, it's a court verse and a chorus, mm-hmm. right? Or or a bridge and a chorus. And because I'm always trying to figure out what to do next or what to do five songs from now. Yeah. This is what works best for me. And you got to understand who you are at shit as a person. Are you a visual guy or do you do shit based off memory? Well, I'm a visual guy. If you, one time I got put in front of someone else's laptop, it was one of those moments was like, yeah, play a song, play a song. You know, I was like, Oh, okay, sure. And I was like, fuck, I don't know what to play. Right. I know what you know, we're in the 70 BPM range, but what, what I had to like have a, like, like a, a, a moment to just silence my thoughts and just think, what does my screen look like at this moment? Mm, yeah. So so I went to, I thought about work. I thought about pop that. So then I played that, but whatever I saw on his list. So you burned no. him on a birthday break, on a bathroom break? Huh? <laughs> so you burned him on a bathroom break? <laughs> no, he was he, he was just like, just play anything. Just play, like he stepped aside and played. He was but, fucked up, huh? I don't know. They were just, they just wanted me to play a song like it was going to change anything. <laughs> so, but but I appreciate the love. Right. Um. So, yeah, so that's because I'm a visual guy. I got to see what's in front of me. Now, I know when I get to around the 80 BPM range, I've been sitting in hip-hop for a while. 
So I will have a track around that range like that I can drop like a ball and I can echo out or have a DJ City edit that has like an explosion, you know, something like that. Slam edit, yeah. A slam, thank you. Um, I have a slam edit that will take me back up to um, 97 BPMs or you have your own custom made transitions. And I have that there just in case they're over this beat, this hip hop shit. Yeah. And they want to go back up or they're over this slow tempo shit. They want to go back up. So this, when you organize your crates, like I see some people organize it like, um, uh, and uh, let me also say there is no wrong way to do this. You do what works best for you. Right. But you got to figure out what works best for you. What works best for um, DJ Dot had posted a video of what he does. And he goes into iTunes and he puts in parentheses under the tracks. Um, if it's a dance track, he puts DNC, I think. And then if it's a, if it's track, it works also in bass. He puts bass and then house. And so when he types in what kind of set he wants, all those tracks come up. Sure. Mm. That's great. But when I need the fucking heaters, when I need the go-tos, um, I, got, I can look directly at this Hip Hop 1 crate, which is really a top 40 crate. And I know exactly where I'm going to go. Now, I also have like an opening crate. When I open up at Tao, I got nothing but opening songs for Tao. And if I want to, and if I have to go a little bit deeper in my hip hop, like if I'm doing an Aria Vista, I'm going to put a hip hop two crate together. Yeah. And, and in a numeric way, what are my go-to fillers in my hip hop two crates? So I'm putting those as a top 10 or 20. Mm. So I can go directly to those fillers and, and, throw those in. Um, when I did Playhouse, I, I, I chunked it up from the first 15, from 1230 to 12.45, I have these songs. That's my opening Playhouse. My, my um, heater Playhouse crate is from 12.45 to about 1.15. Yeah. And then my closing Playhouse crate is the fun shit, yep. like the shit you played from 1.15 to close. Mm-hmm. Okay? So... I think some people get stuck and feel like there's this finite way of doing it. When you do it the numeric way, you can mix and match whatever you want it. I, I look at my sets all the time or when I get done, and I think, you know what would have been dope if I played this? I wasn't thinking at the time because I was moving really quick. Let me drag this in there and let me add it in that space so next time I'm going to hit them upside the head with this and they won't expect it. And when I have new tracks... Sometimes the new tracks get buried in, in all the shit I already have yeah. set up because um, I'm overlooking it. I'll throw it at the bottom. And when I have, if I have that moment and be like, let me see what else I can throw in, I'll go directly to the bottom of that hip hop one crate and say, oh shit, I just added this. Let me throw it in there. So there's different ways of doing it. Um, I honestly, you guys won't know unless until you figure out until you really dissect and really get into these your own crates and say, how can I simplify this? Like, don't do it just to be organized. Do it to satisfy the night. If you're doing Sadiq in mm-hmm. Hollywood, which is like a, an R&B, R&B, old school R&B night, mm-hmm. yeah. mixed with some new shit, you're probably going to have a crate and clumps of tracks you know because of their drum pattern, because of uh, the rhythm or the energy. You're going to have them clump together. If I'm going to play No Guidance and I got them on that R&B vibe, which is really hard to get them in the heat of the night, but it could also be a part of the set that separates you, I'm also going to have Invented Sex by Trey Songs, um, John Hart, um, 
um, whose booty whose is booty. this? And um, I beat the pussy up. Man, those are all sing-along songs that I'm clumping together. I'm gonna hit them with that, and then I'm gonna be out back to some other shit. You know what I'm saying? So beat the pussy up and leave, huh? Beat the pussy up and bounce. Yeah. Leave anything on the typical danger zone. <laughs> typical danger. Oh my god. Last time I did that, I stuck around. <laughs> Look at your ass now. I've <laughs> been around for a while now. Created a residency for myself. But, um, oh, let me get into my EDM shit. So if, if you guys if you guys have, like... Show us, Joe. I have the luxury of... I can't show you. I have the luxury of, of playing... Joe's setup on e, screen. Of EDM, um, of EDM, you know, in a night. And you're probably about 30, 40% of it, I'm going to play at the Grand in Memoir, and in some cases, Vegas. So my first song is going to, like my first five to seven songs are going to be familiar songs uh, with, with EDM drops, all energy. So I have that organized in that way. And then I know I'm going to have a second wave of that. So I kind of, I have that, I, if I scroll a little bit lower, I have a clump of that. And then I like to get into the Latin stuff. So I have chunks of that all within my up-tempo EDM crate. There, I mean, there's really, and again, that's a numeric system, so I can always rearrange this and make it however I want. If I if I have a bunch of rock buildups, I'm gonna clump all those together because there's gonna be that moment where you go about seven minutes straight of of Queen and and some ACDC, any, some ACDC like some Bon Jovi. If, if you have that luxury to do that, simplify that and go do off that. In Boston, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It last yo, last time I played uh what's the Neil Diamond joint? Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Last time I played that was at Patrick Malloy's in two thousand nine. But when I started Patrick doing Lewis. when I started doing the grand, I'm uh, like, oh man, I know y'all I mean, I don't know, maybe the VIP hosts hate that. Been shit. doing this shit since 09. It's a man. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, man, like just stick to what you're gonna play. If you have like three or four trap tracks that are fucking for sure heaters. Go to those, and then I'm going to have a transition track right under that to get me from trap to back to hip-hop, something really smooth within the same kind of rhythm and, and you know, whatever. It's all, it's all about, to me, it's all about the transitions. Yeah. All about transitions. How are you going to get from your first 10 songs to the next 10 songs if you're switching on BPMs, and then from that 8 to 10 songs to the next 8? What are your transition tracks to make this seem like one smooth set? Are you yeah. guys using a lot of transition records? No. When I go up tempo, yeah. Hmm. But other than that, or when, when I go down, okay. I never use them. I like. I have like two. Or I'm one honestly that I, I, yeah I've that I can like think of that I'll play more than often. I know. I'll get, actually, I'll give two. Show, showing love to Quickie, who made the Usher Yeah uh, uh, hmm. transition up. To 130. I don't have that one. And then the Be Faithful. That's a good one. The uh, 130 to 10, 101 uh, <clears throat> yeah, transition. That's one of my transitions. Yeah. I have a crate from like 2010 of a bunch of transition records, but I don't Same. ever use them. Yeah, I know. I don't really go into it. Yeah. I just off memory. Um, do you want to jump in this? You want me to get it? Um, I mean, I mean, I base mine off memory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, and that's funny because I'm the pothead, but. <laughs> Um, mine's just be, you know, it's similar, you know, uh, they, my songs have a genre that they live in. We're talking about hip hop and then, you know, obviously I break down the hip hop, uh, pop, whatever. And then I just make crates of whatever spots I have. If I'm doing residencies or whatever. So it's just like, all right, cool. And I just break it in. I just break the folders up, the sub crates into, I guess, quote unquote moments. So the warm up, 
the climax for the ladies, end of the night. And then, and then uh, my quick mix, like, you know, just whatever tracks I'm using, the quick mix to build energy. Yeah. And then kind of, and I just, whatever is appropriate. And then specifically, you know, this some part of the night, I'm going to be in one of those folders. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it could be all hip-hop shit, but it's broken down into those those categories. You know what I'm saying? And then this, let's say I'm in this this particular spot. Yep. And it's all hip-hop. Whatever, my residency is in San Diego. Like, yep. all hip-hop shit, right? Then... I want to be like, all right, I, I could, I could play. I don't know, I could play some shit that I play at like Cherry Popping or whatever. Like I can get into my Afro beat bag or my Latin yeah. bag or you know if I'm doing you know um, whatever, I can go in there and just you know whatever. So it's all I think for me is just it's mostly off based off of memory. And that's what works for you. Um, and that's what works for me. You know what I mean? Just breaking it down and like I said, all these you know these folds. I don't I let I try not to let these folders, these subcrates get. Crazy, yeah. And I'll go in there, and I'm like, okay, I'm not playing this shit. I haven't played this shit in months. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'll take it out. Yeah. Or I'll make another folder yeah. and put it in there and be like, just in case. Yeah. You know, I might have to go there, it, but it's mainly just like you know, it's just off off the top. You know what I mean? Because it, it's always hard for me, even though if even if you have a residency, that doesn't mean every week is going to be you're playing yeah. the same shit in nah. pretty much the same order. Like it could be different every time. So. It's just like, all right, I'm just trying to add more music or just find different ways. And we all, we, we've talked about this before where we have our little sets, whether they're, whether it's wordplay or just energy or whatever it is. Yeah. And we just kind of like, all right, I'm going to do this, this little set that I have here. Boom. Yeah. That worked. And then move, so on and move on and so on and so on. Just basically reading off the crowd and shit like that. So it's pretty, I mean, I think my, my method is pretty simple. We're pretty similar, and I kind of figured we would be because yeah. we we kind of set up our Serratos right around the same time. Yep. Um, my core music library lives in a like you know Mickey Wars music folder, and that folder used to be um, the main attention and storage for everything. And then as time goes by, and you get more music and. DJ City constantly updating you with the dopest shit. Like, you got to keep up, right? Yep. So I would... Um, that first core library was broken down to, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. And then 90s... Well, 80s and 90s became like, oh, I need to, like, sub-crate this stuff. So I'd have subfolders for those crates. When you say 80s, 90s, you mean BPM or no, actual say, genre? Like, actual like genre. Eras. The genre. So oh, I, okay. I would break down my main library under genre so like okay. if i did 90s i would have you know uh what i would call R&B. high top hip-hop which okay. is you know um uh and then i would break it into like r&b i would break it into uh and then hip-hop would have its even its own diversification which where it was like golden era um east coast um west coast west coast yeah. right and then hyphy um well hyphy was actually rap to me yeah. More than it was hip hop, even so, rap and hip hop was a different thing. Oh shit! And then R and B was like I had a lovey crate, I had a, a party crate, I had a you know like di- different energies. Yeah, and I would take that into every genre. Right, what was really popular with us growing up was listening to DJ Ron on the Aquanet set. Oh yeah, I and got so, an Aquanet set crate. <laughs> yeah, so I got an Aquanet crate where it breaks into disco and uh, electro. And um, new wave or freestyle and different things like that. And so that first library 
was almost untouched. Right? Yeah. Even when I told you when I did when I did sidebar and I felt like yo I need in the head I'm like I need another six to eight minutes worth of a set yeah. to sneak in. What did I do? Uh, let me go back to my old crates, which is funny because when we were doing our crate setting up our crates in 2000, call it eight, nine, ten, where we're really moving things around, and I had the the uh, rap uh, hyphy snap crunk like snap yeah <laughs> you know crunk era you know I, I was like oh let me jump in this folder and then boom here's a whole crate worth of shit that i can con- consolidate yeah where it used to be 10 minutes or 15 minutes of my set now i could do a quick little six or seven like throwback and just play the heaters it's going down crate, yeah. grills lean with me rock with me you know whatever some cut right and so now fast forward when things did speed up for me, what I do is I, I call them uh, timeline crates. And so literally, anytime I go download music, um, whether it, and it has to be like, you know, more than 10 songs, they live in my download folder. And then as soon as I'm done downloading, and it's usually 10 to 30 songs, and then it could be any genre. I'm going to make a crate, let's say if I downloaded it today, and today's date is February 11th, then I would do... 20 which is a year right mm-hmm. dot zero two february mm-hmm. dot 11 and so now that crate takes all the songs and that that crate i'm sorry that folder then gets dragged into the timeline folder the timeline folder is its end storage when i go into my serato i go to my unsorted timeline and then i go to the folder drag the entire folder into serato and then i drag that crate into the timeline crate which is now broken down from 2020 all the way to 2016 which was like the first time i started doing a timeline and then now i can literally go by the day by the month of when i brought that song jesus into the thing now i don't really scroll in there unless it's the the month or the year of the song but from there then i know where i want to take those songs and then that's when i drag them into this proper home but for me my approach to to the crates that i play off of versus what i organize with because i think the real question that everybody's having on twitter and the conversation is how do we how what's the next move after itunes is gone right and so with itunes being gone and the era of download slowly making its transition out over the next couple of years because that's where it's headed yeah that's why BeatSource is birthed as well, right? Even though it's a download place right now. Yeah. But eventually we're headed, we're all headed to streaming. Yeah. And so moving away from iTunes and using that as its organizational tool, you know, I think the way it's got to work is, yeah, for now it's probably going to live as a folder thing or unless Serato introduces um, a different way for you to connect your iTunes playlist, right? But I think you got to just like, drag those songs, copy them into folders, and then just keep them that way and then drag them back as, as crates. But um, what I was going to get at and my, my core approach to all this organization is I look at every venue like I'm a sports team ready to attack a certain other team. And I have a scouting report. And I know what works and I know what doesn't work. And I basically set up a... a primary folder that at the moment is called something fun and 
because I want my night to be more fun. And I, I'm corny and I use emojis because, you know, we have that capability. <laughs> and so I'll put a little water gun or, like, uh, depending on what venue it is, like, San Diego's got surfer dudes. Like, and if I do a a, a, a girl set, I'll put, like, the girl emoji, like, because it stands out some more. And um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll set up, just like you, like, the vibras, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Afrobeat Latin. Um, I'll set up the warm-up, right? The joints, the recurrence, the 100 BPMs, the 2010s. And then I'll do, like, yeah, the main hits. I'll do something where I call it sneakers, like, it's something I could sneak in maybe throughout the night, but I don't know if it's going to hit, right? And then I'll jump through that main crate and then into specific crates when I feel the energy needs to stay there. Yeah, for in that pocket for a minute. Now, what is essential for me is that first time around at that venue because to me, that ends up being kind of the, the foundation. Mm-hmm. And then from there, every gig I do that's successful, I go into the history, drag that date into my crates. Mm-hmm. And then I have, now I have, um, I have a San Diego crate. I have a LA crate. I mean, Playhouse has its own crate. Avenue has its own crate. Prohibition has its own crate. Every venue I play, for the most part, has its own crate. Yeah, same. And man. then now, and every time I go in there, my sneaker folder changes all the time. Mm-hmm. My uh, cater to the staff all the time. One time I cater to a specific table, right? And so like, I know that that'll all live there. And then what I try to do is either in chunks, go through what I feel works, or I just hit the all playhouse, all avenue, all whatever, and then play off the main one while keeping in mind whatever I brought in more recently to to play, like in the timeline or in sneakers. And then that's essentially like the the, the main recipe of like – my approach into specific nights. Mm-hmm. So, um, have you? Uh, do you use the date added option on within Serato? I do all the time. I I do, but not a lot because the timeline kind of serves that for me. Mm-hmm. And so instead of it being in one folder, like or or looking through it, because one of the things I have an issue with is like with tagging. I get it. And Kid Spin does this really well. I still forget how the hell he does it, but he has a way where he's got like a, a middle window open inside of Serato, and if he types in a BPM, it'll go to that BPM, and it'll like organize whatever. And then like with tags, if you type in a tag, yeah, it'll come up everything with that tag, and then now you got to scroll. But if you if you exit out of the search bar, that's a problem because now it erases everything that you just searched, and you got to redo it. You got to retype it again. I'll say also this to why I also do what I do is because um, because I do also play off memory and I bring in songs off memory. Um, I have a decent typing speed mm-hmm. and um, I'm constantly command F type. Yep, type. <laughs> exactly. And like it, for me, it's literally that and whatever song will pop up because um, – I've been on computers for so long as a kid. And so I can, but I can, I've seen or spoken to other DJs that do type, you know, kind of like different sticks. And I can see that being an issue if, you know, you're not like the keyboard style. Um, I will say, um, go to Jason Craig's Facebook page and he, he has a template for smart crates. We didn't really, we didn't talk about that. Um, 
if if you guys are into that, check that out. I, I recommend you hitting up P dot DJ P dot on Twitter and seeing uh, the video that he has uh, on YouTube. Um, you know, ho- however you guys want to do it, you got to do what works best for you and what's the quickest. If you're gonna be stuck searching for a track within whatever, whether it's within a crate or it's you just have to search for it and your track's running out, you know, that's that's not the most efficient way of going about your set. So whatever, you know, I understand for some of you that want to be creative and kind of do it on the fly. Well, you know, have why not have those tracks ready to go? So you're, you know, like you can game plan that. Yeah, right? You can say, sure. oh, it would have been dope if I added this, this, and this. Let me just have that ready just in case because I know that's going to hit them upside the head. Um, you guys ever get DJ nightmares? What? Who me? <laughs> like, DJ nightmares. Like, you, you like... Mm. Before I got organized, this and this was like two years ago, Yeah, I think 2007, summer 2017 when I did Shrine, I haven't had this nightmare since. But before that, every so often... I would get this DJ nightmare where I would um, be in a club setting and a song's playing and I'm scrolling and I just don't know what to play <laughs> and I'm stuck. <laughs> I got all these songs and I'm just scrolling and still looking for that song, still looking. And it's a fucking nightmare. It's in that moment, I'm embarrassed. I feel like quitting. I feel like, you guys never had that? Not in real life. Yeah. I was like, that's <laughs> happening to me in real life. <laughs> Shit. That's like something yeah, happening in real, real life. I no, think when, I, when I first came like, back, no, I'm going to be honest with you. When I first came back, I had a couple moments where I was just stuck. And it was because um, I hadn't done my proper homework or research right. like we were talking about. And one of the things that I constantly do now is whether it's on Spotify, I'm always making a download folder. I'm always making, like, essentially what I'm going to turn into a crate later. Sure. But I've had that moment in real life. I probably at Mansion when I first came back, and I was like, what the hell do I play? Yeah. Like, and, and yeah, and sometimes you just get stuck, and you're like, fuck, this is the one time I chose to play the two-minute song. What's wrong with me? Like, you know, like, and, and anyway, yes. You bring forts. Um, yeah but once I got organized I haven't had like once I really started diving into my sets and dissecting and really wrapping my head around it I haven't had uh, that nightmare since but um, yeah it's it's, I can tell when a DJ stuck and I'm sure you guys can too when when a song that's that you let ride for three minutes and probably shouldn't be riding for three minutes and then the next song isn't the best song to follow it up with And you're just like, ah, oh, man, he's like, he doesn't know what to play or yeah, yeah, he, he doesn't know where to go with You this. know that something's going on regardless if it's... Yeah, I mean, maybe someone kicked your laptop going, exactly. over or <laughs> Or somebody's spending $10,000 at the table and you got to play the record. Yeah, or someone's spending that I don't, know, I don't know if you, you answered this question, though. Did Sincere apologize to you? Did he even realize he kicked your laptop? So on the mic, he... Um, not to take too long, but he, on the mic, he looked at me and... He wasn't very sincere at all and said... Well, that's not on brand. <laughs> at least with the name. He, no, he said uh, he didn't apologize because for some reason that stood out to me. And I was shocked. I still couldn't believe it happened. And he said, it's all good. I got it. Like, Yeah, like, nigga, you do got it. <laughs> Mike, apologies aren't selling shit, bottles. Like, shit. <laughs> okay? He said, he said, that's just for the birds. He said, don't trip. I, I got it. In so many words. Like, in like, like, like I'll go buy it. Right, I'll buy you a new one. 
And and I, I took that and I was <laughs> oh, like, that's he cool. Meant it like, oh, okay. He meant it like I he meant it like I like don't trip. I got bread. I got your laptop. Yes. I thought he meant don't trip because of the dead air. I'm gonna no, take care no, of this. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, no. He definitely okay, better okay, have okay, that okay. too. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he, um, I, I, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he said like, I got you. I, I could buy you two of those. And I was just like, I like, bro, whatever. And all I cared about was that the fucking laptop came back. The screen wasn't broken. And then actually when I inspected it later, because it didn't hit me until later, later, that it had fell. Um, no dents, no issues. Nope. I had plugged it into my screen, my computer screens at home. I have the dual joints. Yeah. And then like one of the screens was tripping. I'm like, fuck. It's like some internal shit. Mm. And then uh, all I did was reset it and it was fine. Oh, okay. I was like, so I'm straight. We're good. That's good. Yeah, Nobody yeah, owes yeah. me money. Nobody the thing is a tank. But yeah, it, this shit's a tank. But to get back to to this whole crate thing, like, I think it's just important to to know. And I, I I do believe, and I'm not, we're not. I don't think we're the pickiest of organizers with tags and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we had to give uh, additional advice because we want to be informative, um, shout out to Phenom who was one of the original guys to to kind of also give us some songs. I'll give him his flowers. He used to have this thing called Gems. And oh, he yeah. knew that if that you, you typed in Gems, gems yep. it was a big record. Exactly. Now, music and, and clubs have changed since then. So it might be a little different. Each venue might have its different gems. Yeah. And, and you probably, maybe you don't know the songs that well, so you put in something like a gem to take you to. But yeah. also the best thing you can do is know the songs. Yeah. Understand yeah. Oh, 100%. Them. I, I, I start, at one point I was putting a color to... 70 yeah. BPM tracks yeah. that were eight bars. That's what I use. That yeah, were all colors, energy. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is good. If I just look at the at the green colors, I don't. It doesn't matter what the song is. It's a guaranteed smash, and it's only I'm only letting it ride for eight bars, so I can just go to the next color. But then I was I wasn't. It was just a, another extra thing for me to do, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So I I just stopped. If I can look at a clump of tracks as opposed to, I don't know, color. Like I want to kind of see what I'm playing. But you know, that's for some of you that might work. Like using the colors, that shit. No, when I, yeah, transition I, I tracks were purple. Yeah, I definitely so I just, use. I just click on purple. I definitely use the colors for for whatever reason. You know what I mean? If it's like brand new shit that I just downloaded that I feel like definitely needs to get played, and like you said earlier, it may get lost in yeah. your in your playlist. I'll definitely like organize it as a color. So like if you're scrolling and you see a color, and I like that, I don't like to have the colors stacked up on each other. Yeah, because there could be a time where I I don't I want to play this track and then I want to see where the the surrounding tracks that I can play around it, whether yeah. it's how I, I, I categorized it, yeah. either do vibe or do BPM or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely use the um, the color uh, function. And, I, and I'm going to say this, like, we're, we might not be, like, the best examples of, like, oh, I'm for sure not. who to coach you through <laughs> this organizational tool because for us, we're in that case where we're still active DJs, we're still traveling, we're still doing our thing. We're still learning. And, and learning. Yeah. But we're also not prioritizing the the look or the tag or you know i know guys like i think radio guys might use like red is always the first cue sure yeah. uh yellow is the four oh, bars yeah, in yeah, yeah. green is when it starts the record and then um i remember somebody having like a blue one where it's uh at the outro right of the song and so in case you ever want to scratch out boom, you can hit it, and then it'll color coordinate your pad or whatever. Yep. And all those things are great tools. Um, but I think there's also the difference between how you practice and how you perform. Mm-hmm. And 
as as much as it'd be nice to have a a clean looking uniformed everything's in all caps or everything's in proper casing or you know whatever and um don't forget there's also other columns you can use the composer the the album the notes the besides just the notes right there's all these different columns that you can utilize to help uh coordinate uh different records and then essentially just turn on sub crates and it'll organize everything for you from doing the all um but i think at the end of the day you know i think we tend to prioritize what's going to help us execute at it, it can mean your next battle. booking yes that yes. that gap of not knowing what to play and, and it smells like you don't know what to play that yeah. can literally be your next booking yeah so if you guys aren't exactly inspired to look at your serato and say how can i simplify and after every set I, i'm i'm that's what I, what I do how could i have done that better like sit in front of your shit and just figure out what's the simplest way for me to get this out to the people because I want it to be seamless and smooth. And if and if the right people hear it, yeah. it could be your next booking or it could not be your next booking. It, that you may not get the call back because you didn't sound like you had it all together. You you went one for 15 from the field. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, get, and don't, don't get stuck trying to like create a new move or do a move that yeah. is not in your bag. Like if, two songs go well together and you felt like, all right, this is a dope blend. Yeah. Your homies could be in the room and, and they can feel like, Oh, I've heard him do this transition. Fuck the fools. They work, ain't paying you. work into balling, <laughs> yeah. you know, every, every hip hop set. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the crowd is always singing. 100%. It. The people are always spending money and it's all about the success of that. It's not about not repeating yourself. Like find what works executes the best of your ability exactly and just set yourself up for success man like that's what it's all about yeah man great informative episode gentlemen yes sir try um yeah so we're done here we are done get it all off our chest episode uh 32 33 Patrick baby Patrick, you're all right. We'll Scotty. give you Patrick. Give Scotty dunking on Patrick. Ooh. Stop it. Ooh. Ooh. Don't disrespect. And you got the, the New York Knicks, yeah. Knicks colorway going. All right. <laughs> well, we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah. And we music, got music picks. picks. Yes, sir. All right. I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to show the homies some love. We were just talking about transitions and all that. Um, Bop by uh, uh, Dibs and MGM uh, Bootleg um, builds up in some uh, an EDM drop. Um, which can be key for your top 40 set. So, yeah, bought by uh, the baby. I needed some shit with some okay, let's go. I flew past the whip with that blunt in my mouth. Watch the swerving that whip had a cop in it. My bitch got good pussy, fly her across the country. I finished the show and I hop in it. I got me a milli, I did it legitly. I'm still with the shits, I'm a hot nigga. Oh, you asking for pictures with niggas? What's your name? Get the fuck out the spot, nigga. Trying to figure which deal I'ma take. I woke up a couple meal on my plate. I'm investing in real in the states. I just went and gave my mama a hundred. Probably won't hit me open my mouth unless you hear me talking about finding some money. Let's go. As soon as I found that, I flipped that. I'm a little bit different, they get it. They no, I'm stiff on the bitches, she dig. Trying to find out why baby ain't all in the mentions. No, she ain't get no DM from me. Bitch, this rich nigga dick, it ain't free. She be throwing it at you, she good at it. Turn around when we fuck, make her look at it. Uh, she like, okay, okay. I needed some shit with some bob in it. I flew past the whip with that blunt in my mouth, watch the swerving, that whip had a cop in it. My bitch got good pussy, fly her across the country. I finished the show and I hop in it. I got me a milli, I did it legitly. I'm still with the shits, I'm a hot nigga.
That was the bop by the baby. Yeah, Dibs and MGM bootleg. Go get that. Shout out to the DJ boys. City. Exclusive. I'm gonna sneak in here real quick, and uh, I got Razel with Top One, little LA local joint. Word. I meant mm. to play it at Playhouse. Mm. Did not play it. Um, shout out to my man DJ Vision. Heard that little bitch got a question, tell her come see. Oh, you heard I was that nigga too, I must be. How you fucking with that lame, tell her suss me. Make a whole thank God that she fucked me. Young nigga really made it off that one street. When they call shotgun, it went from front seat. You was betting on yourself, nigga, I come see. Got my socks doubled up, ain't no cold feet. I'm a top one, but I know who not one. Top gun, spot one, bet a nigga pop one, drop one, down. That's a body, could've been anybody's. No energy, been negative, I shake it off my body, it's your birthday. It's a twerk that ain't doing ass. Nigga wasn't even open, still ain't dropping this cash on my worst day. Most thirsty, get a glass. Got your main bitch calling for the juice in the splash. The juice in the splash, the juice in the splash. I'm on money plays, how you did the blues in the stash. And nowadays I'm moving like I'm glued to the gas. I found the Keisha and the Lisa, they both had ass like, ooh, in the two seater. Got another bitch thinking that I need her. How you keep her with it all but can't keep her? Whole niggas oh. gotta follow the leader. Oh. I'm a top one, but I know who not one. Top gun, say what I say. I'm on Santa good side, how my Christmas looking? How they get this ugly when I'm this good looking? Got a rich nigga lost on how a bitch got took it. She go both ways, and I'm into it too though. I've been in that pussy for a minute for a Juno. It go way too tight when they're my thumb all in her culo. Tell me just don't look and you go. Ain't no touching, ain't no chulo. It's an upgrade for my last situation. You black, you Asian, your features is amazing. Clearly she don't get all of her gas from the station. Like texture with charm, got a flex on my arm. Wanna snooze on me, can't press the alarm. I'm an animal, take me to the vet in the barn. That's your main bitch, calling for the juice and the splash The juice and the splash, the juice and the splash I'm on money plays, how you think the blues in the stash And nowadays I'm moving like I'm glued to the gas I found the Bria and the Leah, they both had ass like Ooh, in the two-seater Got another bitch thinking that I need her How you keep her with it all but can't keep her Whole niggas gotta follow the leader I'm a top one, but I know who not one Top gun, say what I say Top one, top one Alright, that was top one by Razelle DJ Rowe, what you got for us? Man, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm just going with Brent Fias. You know, he's been the, he's been the bee's knees lately. Everybody's been talking about my dude. Um, he just released a new album. I, I really fuck with that song. Uh, fuck the world. Fuck the world, I'ma walk in erection Spit without a thought, we do it reckless Your nigga call us texting You 
music, baby, don't be mad, you know how it is Don't open your mouth if you ain't speaking good to me I ain't been like him Fucking with a G Just cause I fuck you, that don't mean I trust you, I don't You got some high hopes High hopes, baby from me crazy and I'll tell you about me I was nothing at all Took a trip to London just to hear how they talk Back to 4 and no, you should hear how they talk He might be Mr. Track and Phil, but I done read through them all Yeah, that nigga played the one, but just to watch how we ball I ain't never home for long, but you pull up when I call All the hood niggas respect me, strippers wanna sex me You bluffed on him, now we mad because you let me fact of the day is Charles Darwin's personal pet tortoise didn't die until recently. Yo, you know how old Charles Darwin is? Like they named a theory after him. That's how old he is. Like like 1882 when he died or some shit like that. His pet what? Pet tortoise didn't die until recently. These fucking animals are going to outlive us. I know birds are birds like like uh, like parrots live for 70 plus years. My pet bird from my parents' crib is going to outlive me. <laughs> birds outlive my bank account. Yeah. Well, the, the birds get into your bank account That's and spend all your about. money. Hey! 